Hello, welcome to 365 Dates of Travel with Fran. I'm Fran. Welcome to my podcast. The main aim for this podcast is to make you smile from something I say and or laugh at something I did. So feel free to laugh away at me and at my expense. That's what I'm here for. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. So this week I'm going back to the world of self-publishing and behind the scenes about what it's like to self-publish your own book. So an update on what's been happening. So it's the time where, with my book published in March, all the data is coming through for the original March sales. So that's how long it takes to get full information. So it was very exciting. I got my first Amazon payment. It was small, but it also was just for the month of March. And of course, my book didn't come out until the 27th of March. So there's only three or four days of sales data in order to come through. But the first information that did come through was specifically and only including the Australian data. And so at first I thought nothing of it. I thought, oh, at some point I'm going to get the data from America. So the payment advice came through on the 21st of May, telling me that on the 29th of May I would be paid. And true to fact, on the 29th of May, Amazon made a payment into my Australian bank account. Small, but exciting. Yet I still hadn't even received the payment advice for the American sales. And I know I've made sales in America. I think my first sale was actually by an American customer. So I definitely am owed money from those sales. That definitely happened in March. So after the money had definitely come through, I started to Google, well, why haven't I been paid my American royalties? And there wasn't actually a lot of information to find because this is, it's a situation that only affects people outside of America. Whereas a lot of the time, particularly when it comes to self-publishing and particularly self-publishing on Amazon, the majority of people are Americans who don't have this as a problem. Most of their sales are done in America and the money just gets put straight into their American bank account on a monthly basis without any issues whatsoever. Even if they make 50 cents of royalties that month, they will get 50 cents sent to their bank account. However, that's not how it works for people outside of America. So after lots of Googling and reading the extra, extra, extra fine print on Amazon, I discovered what was happening. And I do remember researching this months and months ago when this was first an idea and all that sort of thing. But then I also remember thinking, oh, that's not relevant anymore. So Australians only fairly recently were able to get money directly into their own bank accounts. So when I saw that that was a new thing and then that was happening now, I kind of disregarded a lot of the other things that I had read thinking, oh, well, that's no longer relevant to me now that everything is going through Australia into Australian bank accounts. 
but I was wrong. It still was pertinent to me and that's the reason why. So Amazon did pay me, but also Amazon didn't pay me. So I've been paid for the Australian sales, all good, directly into my bank account. But any other sales on any other Amazon platform, I have to reach a level, a threshold level before they will send me either a check or do a wire payment into my Australian bank account. And it's not a threshold for everything else combined. It is a threshold for every single individual site or marketplace. So I've been paid for the Australian marketplace. I haven't been paid for the American marketplace until I meet the threshold in American dollars. I won't get paid any books bought in the UK on the UK marketplace until I reach its own threshold. And again, the same in Canada on its own threshold, in every European country on their own thresholds. And there are they all seem to be at the $100 mark. So I have to meet $100 US in sales in the US, $100 Canadian in Canada, $100 Euros on each individual European site, and £100 on the UK site. But I'm just going to take a minute to go through some of the statistics about self-published books and just books in general. So 300 million self-published books are sold each year, contributing to or adding up to $1.25 billion in sales. When you break it down, the average self-published author or self-published book sells 250 lifetime copies netting self-published authors around $1,000 per year from all their books combined. So not from each book, but from all the books that they may have available. But 90% of self-published authors or self-published books sell less than 100 copies. And 20% report no income whatsoever. But there's always the outliers. And so 1,000 self-published authors made 100,000 US dollars last year from book sales. I would like to be one of those 1,000 people. Now, if you take the last 10 years, the average person who's published their first book over the last 10 years, 1,200 of those people who were traditionally published earned $25,000 or more per year. Now, 1,600 self-published authors over the last 10 years made $25,000 or more. So the self-publishers actually win in that category. When you look specifically at ebook sales, Self-published books form 31% of Amazon's ebook sales. 
and their Kindle Unlimited platform, which allows you to download sort of unlimited books for a monthly fee, 85% of the books available on Kindle Unlimited are self-published. So for those who've ever thought about joining Kindle Unlimited, it but hasn't actually looked into it, you will not get the latest books that have come out. You will not get the bestseller books. You won't get a Stephen King. You won't get a, a Leanne Moriarty book or anything along those lines. They don't put, big authors don't put their books on Kindle Unlimited, hence why 85% are self-published. I actually did Kindle Unlimited when I was doing a challenge of 52 books of reading, 52 books in 52 weeks. It just made it a lot well cheaper to buy those 52 books. Most of those were ebooks, so it was easy on Kindle Unlimited, and I found all sorts of amazing new authors that I otherwise wouldn't have found. And I kept a tally, so I knew I was definitely ahead of if I'd purchased each individual book. But that's another whole story I can go into another time in a lot more detail. Back to the statistics. So 30 to 34% of all ebooks are self-published. So that's a huge chunk, really. And Amazon paid out $520 million in royalties to self-published or self-published authors. That's a huge amount of money. But, you know, back to the 20% report, zero income, and 90% sell less than 100 copies. There's a big gap between those who are making money and those who are not. But throw in some of those sellers might have sold books in, so some of the American sellers might have sold books in Australia or England, or there was one story online where she has sold one book in Japan. Now, her book's in English, so she doesn't expect that she will sell many or any other books in Japan which means she's never going to meet the threshold. I don't know if it's 100 Japanese yen or what that would translate as. So she will never actually get the money from that book sale. That money is just going to sit in Amazon's bank account. So I wonder how many of those people who've got zero income how many of them actually do have income that Amazon is just holding in their bank? They literally could have millions of dollars sitting with unpaid royalties that they won't pay out ever because that individual person will never make the threshold payment for that particular marketplace. So I remember there used to only be Amazon.com. So back then, every country bought from the American side. So that would potentially make it a lot easier. I don't know um, compared to today when there's so many individual marketplaces that splitting up the royalties in that fashion, it does mean that a lot of money is never going to leave Amazon coffers. So I'm not sure how 
the legalities of that sort of work out? How can they just hold people's money and refuse to pay it? And how does it, a company of Amazon's size and the fact that it's a global company, how can they not figure out how to pay money into international bank accounts? I'm pretty sure it's not that complicated. And if nothing else, why can't they just pull all the money together and at least that would give some people a chance to get a bit more of their money? Or the other option is the American office tells the Australian office how much money that particularly I have earned on American sales and tells the Australian office to pay me. And then obviously all the other people in Australia who've earned royalties in America they can pay all of those people and then Amazon Australia can send one bill to America for the total and all Amazon America has to do is make one big payment which would make it worthwhile paying whatever the costs might be to transfer that money. Now, if I can figure that out rather quickly, then why can't this global company figure out how to do that? I kind of, it's kind of almost feels like a bit of a scam. So I said that quietly, but it has some of the features of a scam. Do this, give us that, and we'll take your money because they are kind of holding my money to ransom. So I wasn't overly excited and thrilled about that. So more Googling, you know, what would we do without Google? And eventually I found an article written by an Australian author who was having the same issues as me. And he worked out a way to do it. So he, there's a company called Payoneer, And you can sign up for this company and they give you a bank account in whatever country you particularly like out of the countries that they offer. So I can sign up and they will give me an American bank account number, which I can then send to Amazon and say, I would like all my royalties to be paid into that American bank account. I believe I can go into my account and then tick all the marketplaces other than the Australian one, leave the Australian one as it is because that system is working. So tick all the other ones saying or giving them permission to turn all of those royalties into American dollars. So anything I earned in England would get turned from pounds into US dollars and then that would all get pulled into the American bank account. That way I would meet the 100 US dollar threshold faster than if you had to add up each individual company threshold. And then that money goes straight into your Payoneer account. But of course that's too good to be true, isn't it? So it does work, but Payoneer has a threshold as well. (laughs) So I can't withdraw the money from the American bank held in their system into my bank account until I meet their threshold. Now it's, it's a lot lower. It's only, it's 50 American dollars. 
So that's okay. If you're pooling all your different royalties, then you would meet, you would reach $50 a lot faster again than you would reach the $100 in America, let alone the $100 on each marketplace. So once it reaches the 50 US dollars, you can withdraw that money and they will send that straight or add that straight into your Australian bank account for a fee, of course. (laughs) So there goes some more of that tiny little bit of royalty that you already get. So just as a reminder, some the royalties are really low. Like in Australia, you might pay, you know, $22, $25 or more sometimes for a book. But the author potentially is only getting $2 or $3 if they're lucky for that book. Like I've said earlier, if my book sells in a bookstore, I only get $0.28. And so with so many books out there, people are making their books as cheap as possible. Consumers, including myself, want to pay as cheap as possible for a book. So we'll buy the cheaper books rather than the more expensive books. But then that royalty just erodes away into virtually nothing. So to actually add up that royalty to get to $100 or £100, you're looking sometimes at selling minimum 50 books up to closer to 100 books. And remember, if you go back to the statistics where 90% of self-published authors sell less than 100 copies in the book's lifetime, not in the first week, not in the first year, in the book's lifetime. So not many people are reaching those thresholds. So I looked into Payoneer and my official plan was to sign up to Payoneer and get myself a little American bank account. Um, Who knows, I might be able to do all sorts of things with it. But doing my due diligence, I did read a lot of reviews and research and the more I researched the less confident I was that I was going to stick to that plan and it's hard because obviously again it's not for Americans Americans don't need to use it so most of the reviews came from Nigeria so I get Nigerian authors and other people who might want to try and do online sales in on Amazon would not have access to an American bank account or many other sorts of great financial institutions. So, of course, they're going to be a huge user of companies like Payoneer. But, you know, poor Nigeria, it's got a really bad reputation when it comes to finances. Everyone knows about the poor Nigerian (laughs) scams and things that have happened over the years. So it just, it didn't, I am so sorry, Nigeria, but it didn't inspire confidence in me that it was a good thing to be involved with. Being a financial institution, I have to hand over things like my passport and my birth date and my address and my mother's maiden name and all that sort of fun things. And I'm like, do I really want to give that away willy-nilly? So I saved a couple of websites that the other country that uses a lot is India. And there was a very helpful tutorial on 
how it works and how to do it and troubleshooting and frequently asked questions. So I have saved that as a future reference to go back to so I can actually follow all the steps. Again, India seems to have a few different um, things that aren't available to Australians. So Payoneer must have different requirements or different payout systems based on what country you're from. So based on what I've read, I... For now, I'm going to leave it. So Amazon's going to earn some interest on some of my sales for a little while. And that's okay for now. I have decided to just play it safe. And I am going to basically use it as a motivator, as motivation to write more books and sell more books so that I do meet those thresholds. And then I'd rather sort of give that a go for now. I'm still nursing. I have no plans to leave nursing in the next 12 months or anything like that. I know I'm in the writing game for the long haul. I knew this is just a start. This is just a beginning. I've said all along my travel books are basically my practice books. I'm learning how everything works. I'm learning how to write. I'm learning how the business side works. I'm learning how Amazon works, what it's like to design a book cover, which is very, very, very stressful, Um, about the editing process, the formatting process, which I love. I've just spent the last couple of days formatting the second six months book and it makes me happy. It's really fun. <laughs> so I'm still in my learning phase. So any new job, any new career, any new hobby, any new anything, any new business of any kind, you don't expect to make money in the first year. And it's something that comes slowly over time. Obviously, the more books you have, the more you've, you'll sell And the more I write, the more books I'll have, which again, the more I will sell. And if someone likes one book, then hopefully they go back and find other books. And it's it's a long haul game, as someone said recently when I was looking at, you know, do I give up on publishing on Kindle? And it was very clear that it is the long haul game. And it's not just about what happens in the first month or the first year. It is something that will happen slowly over time and you build things up as you go. So I'm going to stick with that plan for now. I'm going to continue paying my bills thanks to my nursing work and just keep enjoying the process of writing and learning and discovering self-publishing along the way. And I'm just going to vainly think that the thresholds won't be a problem in the future. And that's the insight into Amazon paying and not paying me. <laughs> so we'll see what happens next Next pay. So I'm assuming roughly the 29th of June, I'll get a little bit, or maybe the 21st of June, I'll get a little bit more information. Oh, I do, I haven't talked about the other distributor that I work with. So the other distributor literally has thousands of avenues and my ebook is still popping up in weird and wonderful places. Um, and obviously it has payment thresholds as well. But I am pleased to say they are less than Amazon's and they pull all their contacts into one payment. So I only need, I'm less than $10 away from 
getting meeting the threshold on that payment system. So definitely worth having both Amazon and this other system. So I should get paid from that other company at some point soon. They do have a longer processing time than Amazon though. So I think the first opportunity of getting paid is July based on the last. They've sent me some um, sales sheets about sales that I've made, which seems to mostly be ebook library reads. So somehow my ebook is in libraries across America. So if you're American and you're listening to this and you'd like to read my ebook, check your library catalog because I might be in there. Um, and I will get a royalty from every ebook that's downloaded from a library catalog. So that's an interesting extra way of making sort of some book royalties. Um, but again, obviously they're royalties from a from an electronic source, which means the library hasn't physically even bought the ebook. It's not they don't own the rights to the ebook. This distributor company sort of sells the option to download it and then somehow I get paid a little bit of money for each download. So if you're interested, each library download from America, it seems to be, I get 85 cents. So that's 85 American cents, which when I first looked at it, it translated to about $1.24 at the time. Obviously, exchange rates go up and down over time. So for every library read in America, I will get $1.24. So even if you don't want to read it, just download it and, you know, give me a dollar. <laughs> Every dollar counts as you've learned today and it costs you nothing to download it from the library. Okay, that was a little bit cheeky of me, but do you blame me? <laughs> Let's just be cheeky. And I have to say, I mean, 85 cents is, 85 American cents is a lot better than 28 Australian cents from if someone bought my physical book copy in a bookstore. I'll take 85 cents and no other costs any day. The ebook is available in some Australian library catalogues as well. Um, not all of them. I know the Wyndham City Council Library has the ebook available there. As yet, I haven't received any confirmation that anyone in Australia has borrowed an ebook from a library. So I'm unsure how much of a royalty I will get for each of those downloads. So if you're in Australia, uh, you know, do me a favor, check your local um, online library catalog and see if you can download the ebook there, or maybe even see if you can request it in there. And because, yeah, I'm really curious, like, how much royalty is there from an ebook from a library catalog in Australia as well. So I know it's 85 cents in America, but who knows what it is in Australia. I know there was some big change not that long ago about ebook royalties in Australia and apparently we were being gypped and not getting necessarily paid for ebook downloads. So I'm really curious to know and I don't know any other way of finding out than somebody actually downloading it from their library catalogue. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. 
um, especially if you're at the Wyndham City Library Council. Um, I know it's definitely there. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, I'll find out in a few months' time if anyone has done that. All right, that's enough about all that for now. So next week I will be going back to the book, but this time it'll be books, plural, because May is the junction between the first six months and the second six months. So the first, I think it's eight days, are in the first six months, and then the second six months book, which is coming out in July, so a few weeks away, it it starts on the 9th of May. So next week's podcast episode will have a little bit of a crossover between the first book and the second book. So you will start getting a little bit of a sneak peek into the second six months. Don't forget if you want a free copy of the May chapter of from the second six months, you can sign up to my newsletter on my website and there's a download link too the May chapter um, in in the if you sign up and also that will give you access to the first November chapter from the first six months if you are still yet to buy the book for that as well. So once you sign up to the newsletter you will also have access to any previous um, freebies that have been added to people when they signed up. So you'll get a link to a freebie page, which currently only has two freebies on it. It's the first November chapter in the first six months, and it's the May chapter of the second six months. So sign up to the newsletter. You can get your free downloads. And then once a month at the end of the month, so usually the last day of the month, I send out a newsletter about just what's happening with the book process and if I've been anywhere exciting on my travels and latest updates, so you'll be the first one to know of any updates, upcoming books, you can apply when I'll let you know if I'm looking for advanced readers, so you get a chance to get a free copy of the next book and in exchange for hopefully a review or feedback and just all sorts of other little bits and pieces depending on what's happened over the previous 30 or so days. So sign up to that on the newsletter. I mean, sign up to the newsletter on the website. And of course, there's all other stuff on the website as well from the photos, where to buy the books and the cover for the new book. Everything is on there as well as this podcast and the transcripts for this podcast is also available. So head over to franheapwriter.com and then you can find everything from the homepage, but you can do slashes and do sign up and slash books and slash podcasts and all sorts of things. But head to the homepage and then you can find everything from there. And don't forget, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram where I'm also called Fa- uh, Facebook. I'm also called Fran Heap Writer. So you can find me all over the place and I'm on Goodreads and I've got an author page on Amazon, Author Central and although I'm not sure every country access that, but Americans can definitely access that. Australians, nah, I can't remember. It's very unclear. There's a lot of differences between Australia and America. I have to say I'm becoming very Americanized because everything's American and I sometimes have to think, what's the Australian? So 
we'll see what happens. I really, I'm coming up with an idea for writing a book that is specifically Australian, but I might have to borrow some books to learn about being an Australian because I think I'm a bit international these days and not always sure what is Australian, what is American, what is English. And, you know, I've got some Denmark customs thrown in there after living in Denmark and all sorts of things from traveling all around the world. So I'm a little bit international, which sometimes make it hard to be typical Australian. I'm not sure if I could call myself a typical Australian, which is a bit sad, but unfortunately that's the truth. So I would like to write a nice little treasure hunt around Melbourne so people can actually read about their home city and actually go out and find all the different places and follow along the treasure hunt in real life. So there's another sneak peek of a future upcoming project. Right. But for now, I'm going to say thank you very much for listening to me today. I hope you've learnt a few things about the book world and I hope I've said something that's made you laugh or smile or something along those lines. And until next week, I wish for you an interesting day.